0: Letters from a Glass House is a not for profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at uucov.org. I want to talk today about a story written by Jean Bell Mosley. And Jean grew up dirt poor in Missouri. And she wrote this story, Lights for Thanksgiving. It's part of a larger book. Um, And I will put the link out today. It is so worth reading her stuff. But this is the story of her father and his lamps. And Jean's father was a dreamer, a schemer, he wasn't a con artist. Maybe a little bit of a snake oil salesman. He always had something going on. And he used to refer to the rest of the family, his wife, his children, as the practicals. And he referred to his mother-in-law as the arch practical. And one year, he got sick and tired of the smelly kerosene lamps that they used to light the house. And it was getting close to Thanksgiving, and he was absolutely tired of it. And he very grandly announced that these old lamps are going to have to go. We are going to have gas lights. Nobody was impressed. Gene's mother asks, you know, when's this going to happen? And he said, next week. Everybody was surprised, but he was serious. He was actually serious. And he said, we'll have it ready for Thanksgiving, and we'll have all the neighbors in, and they will be green-eyed with envy. All right, all right, Mama said, but will the neighbors want to come on Thanksgiving? That's a family day when folks like to be around their own table. Oh, they'll come, Jean's dad said, nodding his head. When I hint, there's going to be a demonstration of something for the betterment of the community. So her dad went and got a brace and a bit, and he drilled a hole in their ceiling over the kitchen table into the attic while all the practicals watched. Jean's grandmother said, Well, it sure does need some airing out in here. We could have opened the door, though. (laughs) Father stood while his wife and his mother-in-law discussed quite loudly all the things that would surely crawl in, be in there with them forever, just like that hole was going to be there forever, because they just knew he wasn't going to do a thing about it. You ever had one of those discussions? Uh And a few days later, Jean was absolutely shocked when her dad loaded up her and her brother, put them in the wagon, and went to town. Because the lighting system could be had for a wagon load of corn and one fat steer. And he figured he'd get it while the getting was good. So they drove all the way into town, and they got the lights, these new gas lights that nobody in town had yet. They started home, and they start driving past their neighbors' houses, and the first neighbor that they passed was standing out in the field, and he was staring at the wreckage from a storm that had come through last week. And they said, oh, where do I start? And Jean's dad said, well, how about starting with Thanksgiving. And his neighbor's name was Mr. Britt, and Mr. Britt said, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Is this a joke for this? We got land, Jet. No, the man said, I really don't. Haven't been able to pay taxes. We're going to lose the farm this year. There's no point in Thanksgiving. Gene's dad looked awful gloomy, but he told him to come Anyway. He stopped next door too with the Stacy's. Mrs. Stacy told him, we'd, we'd love to come for Thanksgiving, but this is the first year we can't have our son come home for the holiday. We don't have enough money. And Gene's dad said, Well, I had something I wanted to show you. Mrs. Stacy just shook her head miserably. The last house, the McDowells were just sitting down to eat. this is a true story. So when when the family came in, when Jean and her brother and her dad, they asked him to stay to dinner. And Jean was surprised when what Mrs. McDowell brought out of the kitchen was a bowl of potatoes. And so she and her brother watched as her dad just, oh, my goodness, what wonderful potatoes, you know. And he made a big production out of putting salt and pepper on it. There was no butter. And so, of course, being smart children, they did the same. Oh, thank you. This is wonderful. We don't get potatoes enough. This, we love it. And so they sat and the three of them ate their potatoes and realized there's no more food here. And her dad asked if the McDowell's would come to Thanksgiving. And they said, we, we don't reckon we can. We've got some sick kids. And he said, well, sick with what? And they said, well, you know, the doctor doesn't, there's not a word for it. It's, it's the sick you get when, you know, you don't get enough food. You don't get enough vitamins. Our, our kids are sick. They almost made it home with the new lighting. Gene's dad turned the wagon around and went back to the store and took it back. Told the kids he didn't want to talk about it and drove them back home. For the next week, nobody looked at that hole in the ceiling. Jean was so upset, and her prose in the book is amazing when she talks about that week. She was heartbroken that somebody was going to torment her dad about it. Nobody looked at the hole. Nobody talked at the hole. After a couple days, her grandmother actually took a broom and stuck it up in the hole, being a little nasty, left it hang there. Jean jerked it back down and put it away. And Dad said, I guess the neighbors won't be coming for Thanksgiving. He didn't say why, and they didn't ask. Her mother didn't even ask about the wagon, because it was very obvious her father did not want to talk about this, why he had taken the stuff back. Jean and Lou were really proud of their new clothes for Thanksgiving. They memorized their Thanksgiving pieces and they said them proudly. Because everything their mom did was well and good. The pies she made that Thanksgiving day were brown and flaky. The turkey was roasted to perfection. The potatoes were light. Of course, it wasn't Jean's mom's fault that there wasn't enough food to go around. Because, you see, dad had said the neighbors weren't coming. But they did, all of them. The first one said, I knew it wasn't right to come over at the last minute, but see, when Jack came home, surprising us like that. We couldn't keep from coming and don't think we don't know where that ticket came from. She pushed Mama gently on the shoulder and winked secretly. Lonnie Britt set down a jar of preserves and hugged Mama, saying a more neighborly thing could never have been done than what we'd done about them taxes. And as soon as we got back on our feet, we'll pay you back, we promise. Mama sat down weakly, Jean writes. She glanced at Dad, and I saw him nod his head the least little bit. And she suddenly smiled at him. That smile said, I love you, and I think what you did is wonderful. Grandma opened more cans of beans and peaches and preserves and cut all the pie in two again. We brought in the library table and the bedside table and all the boxes and the benches. Now, Wilson, Paul Britt said when everyone was finished, tell us what that surprise for the good of the community is. (laughs) Dad looked stunned. I guess he'd forgotten, but he promised them a surprise. You mean you ain't seen it yet, Grandma said, pointing to the hole? (laughs) Jean was so embarrassed, she pretended to drop her fork so she'd have to get down and look for it because she thought her grandmother was going to just gut her father in front of all these people. (coughs) Excuse me. It's a symbolic hole, I heard someone say, and I got up off the floor hurriedly to see who else understood this kind of stuff, and it was Grandma. Jean writes, it stands for light that Wilson here has brought into our lives. All of us have holes in our lives, don't we? Holes where something isn't that we had planned it to be. Grandma continued in a very practical voice. And we have to fill them up with something until the right thing comes along. Jean looked at that hole and she thought about how it was filled up with the railroad ticket home and three years of taxes and a barrel of fruit that was sent to the other family. <coughs> she heard her grandma say, And sometimes the things we fill the holes with turn out to be better than the things we had intended. Now, Jean's book is called Wide Meadows, and this is just one story. Her prose is gorgeous. And it reminds us that thankfulness is a funny thing, especially in a year like this, where the things we have to be thankful for are things like being here, making, we made it through COVID. We made it through a hurricane. We're here, we're together. If I asked Gene's dad what he was thankful for, there's so many answers. (laughs) I'm thankful for the lights I didn't get. I'm thankful for the neighbors who needed me. I'm thankful I had the ability to help. I'm thankful my kids got to see me be a hero. I'm thankful I drilled a dumb hole in my roof. Like I said earlier this morning, I used to wince as a kid when we had to go around school and say what we were thankful for because it was, I'm thankful for my stuff I'm thankful for the people who gave me stuff and the people who give me emotional stuff like love and support I got stuff, hallelujah, be praised (laughs) but you know, this story isn't about having stuff because it comes down to the stuff we have isn't really our stuff it's the universe's stuff Some of us have more stuff, and some of us have less stuff. Except the universe doesn't spend a lot of time sorting out where it puts its stuff, does it? (coughs) Would you hand me my... Thank you. Universe doesn't care where it puts its stuff. Some of us have warm houses and safe food. We have jobs and bank accounts and clean water. Our kids go to school in cars and buses and trains. They have books, computers. We understand there are words like privilege and unfair distribution. Oh, Lord, for what I've received, may be truly thankful. But I don't know how to feel because I have so very much and others have so very little. Others of us don't have much stuff, maybe almost no stuff. And so we do the best we can to get some stuff. And we hang our heads when others try to give us some of their stuff. Because somebody told us it was more blessed to give than receive. You ever heard that one? (coughs) And we can't give anything right now, so we don't know what to do. But there's Gene's dad with his hole in the ceiling. He was given something he could not have bought from people who had no stuff. He was given stature in the eyes of his family, respect in his community. Because giving and receiving both have incredible worth. As human beings, we're called to help heal the brokenness in the world to continue the act of creation that the universe began. And giving and receiving are one way to do that. In Judaism, the word for charity translates better as justice. Because there's this idea that the universe doesn't really care when it had its thumb on the scales. When we give, the person receiving Is allowing us the gift of being just. We're blessed because they receive. I'm thankful every day for the things I've been handed by the universe because through them I can earn the things to fill the holes in my life and my roof. Give joyously, be thankful to have a chance to heal the world, receive joyously. Because you're allowing someone else to give. It's one big cycle. Enjoy and be thankful for all that you've been given. Enjoy and be thankful for all that you can give because sometimes you get the lamp and sometimes you get the hole in the roof. And sometimes the things we fill the holes with turn out to be better than the thing we had intended the holes for. Be absolutely blessed this Thanksgiving week. Amen.